Thank you for agreeing to see me, General. Absolutely. We here at General Electric have a really nice pitch that we think is just going to blow you away. It better. Okay. So let's say you need an all-terrain vehicle to transport troops and cargo to inaccessible places. A jeep. Yeah, a jeep. But that's like that's not all terrain. That's most terrain at best. We're talking rough terrain, muddy waters, places that have no roads, places that give no fucks. Jeeps are 1961. This is 1962. You need something newer. What do you have in mind? I've got three words for you. Jeeps with legs. What could go wrong? Hey, everyone. Welcome to Points for Trying, the podcast where we explore the wacky world of failed inventions. I'm Brandon. And I'm Jessica. Today, we'll be talking about the GE Pedipulator, known as the walking truck. It might not look like much by modern standards, but it was pretty advanced for its time. Each of its four legs had a full range of movement and followed the movement of the operator's arms and legs. It even had force feedback, so the operator knew how much force each limb was applying and could adjust its movements accordingly. This was actually technology that GE had experience with, having also developed the GE Handyman, a pair of remote manipulator arms intended for use in factories. Based on this picture, it also found some use in underground lairs helping mad scientists get their revenge on humanity. But look at this guy, right? <laughs> like, what does this face tell you that he's thinking? Evil scientist. How can it take over the world? The quintessential mad scientist. I don't know who wronged him, <laughs> but I know they died painful deaths. He even wears the lab coat. I mean, that's like mad scientist 101. So as cool as that sounds, uh, the control scheme was the source of most of the walking truck's problems. Uh, if being strapped into a 3,000-pound metal cage while pretending to walk on all fours and not being able to see your feet sounds confusing, it's because it is. The mental load was actually so high that drivers could only use it for about 15 minutes before becoming mentally exhausted. And the top speed is 5 miles an hour, so you're not going to make it very far in that 15 minutes. I guess that's why they call it a walking truck and not a running truck. Plans even called for two pedipulators walking in formation, carrying a stretcher type device between them for more cargo capacity. If you thought helping your friend carry a couch up the stairs was hard, try doing that, but on your hands and knees and in a war zone. Unfortunately, the military couldn't find much of a use for a vehicle that couldn't even run fast enough to qualify for basic training and the project never made it past the prototype stage. Well, that's what happened in this galaxy anyway. The walking truck did inspire designs for the Imperial Walkers in the Star Wars series. Uh, have you ever like had to carry a stretcher with somebody else? Yes. Now, how much harder would that be if you were both like driving a truck and the stretcher was in between the two trucks? No. You know what I picture for that is like, Vin Diesel astride the top of two Mack truck cabs going forward, and then they kind of pull apart a little bit, and he goes into a full split, and then they come back together, and they come back up. That's what I imagine this would be like if you were trying to strap a carrier in between the two of them. Oh, man. You know, that happened in, a, in an Indian action movie, too. Of course it did. And it was pretty wild. <laughs> Is this kind of what you're thinking? Yes. <laughs> 
I love it. I love when my robots can completely barricade the road single-handedly. What are your thoughts on the walking truck so far? So far, I feel that you should just have people walking. (laughs) I feel that this was a lot of extra effort, and I don't know how much extra gear that that was going to be able to carry. Yeah, that's a good point. Like how much how much gear can like one is one person, you know, expected to carry when they're like hiking through the woods. So typically when you're doing rock marches for physical training, you're going to stick to about 45 pounds, 55 pounds. Mm-hmm. But when you're actually carrying all your gear, they don't want it to be more than what you weigh, but sometimes it's about what you weigh. Maybe its biggest competition would be a squad of people (laughs) just carrying stuff. I believe so, yes. Now, I'm wondering how much noise this thing made. Oh, this is not stealthy. There's no (laughs) way this is stealthy. I don't know what... I I cannot fathom the war-fighting environment where they thought, this is going to be the thing that gets us in and out. And destroys our enemies. I guess the planet Hoth, because uh, it seemed to work there. But yeah, it, it, th- this is definitely a niche market. If there's a terrain that this and only this can carry supplies to, um, is anybody else there to fight? No, nobody <laughs> else. Nobody else is there. Okay, okay. Here we go. In recent operations, soldiers have carried loads weighing over 100 pounds. These weights often exceed guidelines for optimal military performance thresholds for combat operations. Heavy loads carried or worn on the body have been shown to increase the energy cost of locomotion, lead to more rapid fatigue, alter the mechanics of walking. So maybe this guy would have been, you know. did, Did the army just put out a release saying that when you're carrying a lot of weight, it's harder to walk? And you're going to get tired faster. Oh, man. I mean, it's really <laughs> great we nailed that down. This is their their health people. Ah, okay. Well, <laughs> but the army knows that carrying heavy stuff is hard. And it will make you tired. So we at least uh, can put a pin in that question. Today's episode of Points for Trying is brought to you by Cyberdyne Systems, the number one supplier for all your 21st century warfare needs. From combat-ready robotics to artificial intelligence, Cyberdyne products can help you dominate the battlefield of the future. Why spend hours and hours in programming when our patented neural net processor technology means that your robot soldiers learn for themselves? Use offer code SKYNET and receive 20% off your first order of T-800s. Cyberdyne Systems bringing you the soldier of tomorrow today. That is a side note, but I would have loved to have seen these things in Terminator movies. Absolutely. I think they would have been perfect in Terminator movies. Yeah, I mean, they got those uh, flying hunter killers. They've got the Terminators that just look like people, uh, but they don't have like legged land beasts. Uh, And I think that would have been really fun. This wouldn't be the last time legged vehicles were experimented with either. In 1994, John Deere developed the Timberjack, a prototype walking tractor with six legs. The Timberjack was built with tree harvesting in mind, and its main advantages were the ability to go where normal tractors can't, 
while leaving a much lower impact on the terrain. While wheeled and tracked vehicles can tear up grass and leave ruts in the ground, spreading the vehicle weight over six large foot pads meant it would leave the ground it walked over relatively undisturbed. Benefiting from 30 years of advances in electronics, the Timberjack had a big advantage over the GE walking truck, a control scheme that didn't make your brain hurt. Onboard computer systems provide for self-leveling and joystick control, which is especially handy since controlling it with walking truck style control would require the operator to grow two more arms. Although I guess they could have trained ants to pilot it. However, it was too slow for John Deere's liking and beyond the two prototypes, no more walking vehicles were made. I have something to say about the six foot pads. Okay. Six large foot pads means that you have six different opportunities for this darn thing to get caught up on something and fall over. I have two feet. I fall often. I cannot imagine the frequency with which I would fall if I had six feet. I don't think that the extra feet would provide extra balance for me. I think it would provide extra opportunities for me to trip. Yeah, just six things to get stuck somewhere or sink into the ground or get caught on a stump. Exactly. Especially in the forest. I'm glad you brought this up because it brings me to the point that I want to make. This whole project would have been so much better if it were just a giant person-shaped robot. Oh, yeah. Let's just go full Pacific Rim, full mech warrior. Two legs, two arms. That's easy to control if you are have two legs and two arms. Let's do this. And I have two legs and two arms. <laughs> if you can get those to go into your brain so you can control it with your thoughts, that'd be even better because then you don't actually personally have to have the legs and arms. This is basically the walking truck, but they did it right. Just giant people walking. Oh, yeah. I mean, maybe scale it down a little bit because this would like flatten houses. But like picture one of these 15, 20 feet tall. It would definitely give soldiers an advantage on the battlefield. Why waste time with the whole truck thing? If you want it to carry cargo, you can just wear a backpack. Yeah, you could do a backpack. You could hang things off of the air quotes torso. Hmm. I do like the idea of, of the walking tractor a little bit more than the walking Jeep because tractors don't actually have to go all that fast. You know, the idea for a tractor, it doesn't need to be stealthy. It doesn't need to be fast. All it really needs to do is walk around the woods and carry logs. And, you know, in certain parts of the world, the priority is going to be not disturbing the forest. And if the priority isn't that now, it might be in the future once we realize that trees are important. Trees are pretty important. Although it doesn't look like you can carry more than one log at a time. That's probably the plan for some upgrades. I think Mark II should have some way to carry logs. They should have it where there's like a slide going from this John Deere tractor type cutting thing and then they just slides it down so it's still minimizing the impact because you only need something the width of one tree at a time hmm. slide it back down the hill to wherever the the truck is actually waiting oh yeah you know and i'm thinking these already look like ants just have one of them that cuts it down passes it off to another one that carries it out of the woods now you've got this little ant train 
going from the, the nearest town to the forest, just harvesting logs, carrying them out. Taking a, a page out of the ant playbook, I see. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, this thing is basically a giant ant. It does have six legs. Six legs means it's a, an insect. And then you don't have to have anybody operating it. You just have the ant do its thing. Hey, ant, take down that tree. You know what? That's that's the future right there. Autonomous robot ants that work together and cut down trees and then automatically carry them to the nearest lumber mill. I love it. I think it will catch on. You know, I'm starting to like this idea. The uh, the walking truck, not so much. The uh, timberjack, plus better name. I think we can all agree timberjack is better than pedipulator. Um, yeah, obviously. <laughs> the military doesn't worry themselves about how things are going to sound when they're trying to sell it. <laughs> pedipulator. This sounds good. Let's go with that. <laughs> If GE made the walking truck today, what would be its crazy acronym that would stand for something but would be completely cumbersome in its actual name? They'd still call it the Pedipulator, but it would be an acronym. Since it's basically a really big four-legged vehicle, I think it would either have to stand for horse or goat. Well, you can't have it be goat because that's greatest of all time. Well, of course. We're just not going to mess with that acronym. So horse, it would have to be. Yeah. No. That, so if the military made this today, they would just name it so that its acronym was horse. This is what they do. And they'd have to backwards engineer it. So it would be human operated robot stepping equipment just to make it say horse. I mean, that's a pretty badass acronym. I kind of like that. They would just like, you know, do like multi-purpose <laughs> uneven land troop extractor and like, you know, Still uneven and land are, are just a hyphenated word and then they're going to hide troop in there. Now, we can't talk about four-legged robots without mentioning the work of Boston Dynamics. They're best known for their creepily lifelike robotic creations, including some with four legs. These include Big Dog and Spot, which are both dog-sized autonomous robots. Big Dog's purpose was to serve as a pack mule, carrying up to 340 pounds of gear for soldiers in rough terrain, with a top speed of about 4 miles per hour. Of course, this low top speed is a bit more tolerable given that it's designed to walk alongside people. Spot is much smaller, weighing in at only 55 pounds, and is designed for more mundane tasks, like inspecting warehouses or construction sites. The largest of Boston Dynamics creations, and the most reminiscent of the walking truck, is the LS3, or Legged Squad Support System. Basically, it's Big Dog, but about the size of a horse. Unfortunately, it was never adopted by the Marines, and as of 2015, is no longer being developed. There's a really cute video of Boston Dynamics spot robots uh, being used as cheerleaders in a Japanese baseball game. Well, those are just adorable, and they're never going to get tired so it doesn't matter how long the baseball game goes. Look at them wag their little butts. That's the best part. <laughs> it's small. It can get places. It can carry cameras. It can, you know, inspect stuff, deliver packages, basically do stuff that you could train a dog to do, really. So a far cry from the walking truck, but I think 
a better use of legged robots? Absolutely. And 350 pounds is the right amount of poundage of gear that you don't want to have on your knees. So I'd rather have it on that dog. Yeah. And because it's not meant to replace troops walking, but be next to troops walking, it doesn't matter that it is going slow. Like they said, it's meant to be next to the troops walking. Yeah, I mean, carrying like 340 pounds, that's at least a couple of soldiers worth of gear. And it just follows them wherever they go. Actually, more importantly, you could drape a soldier that's been injured or killed over top of that and extract the, the soldier in the event that you're in a location that you can't get some sort of air support or vehicle support. You could at least carry them to an area where they can get medical attention. Yeah, and that was actually one of the primary purposes of the walking truck was it was big enough to carry a soldier uh, you know, on a stretcher. So in essence, maybe Big Dog and its slightly larger cousin is fulfilling the same purpose as the walking truck, but it's a lot smaller because it doesn't need to be as big enough to fit a human pilot. Right, exactly. You can just You can just have the extraction capabilities without needing someone in there. I do love the... Again, terrible name, uh, LS3, uh, but it's about the size of a horse or mule um, and can basically do what the walking truck was designed to do, carry a decent amount of gear and, uh, like you said, in a pinch, uh, carry a soldier to safety. That looks very much like a horse. Um, I do like the, the concept art. Uh, gave it this fun-looking head with a with a visor. I love it. But if we're going to use it on the moon or on Mars, they're going to have to paint it different colors. I mean, I'm thinking if you're going to make, you know, moon camo or Mars camo, you can basically just take desert camo and swap the color palettes. It's my final thoughts. I love the one-to-one motion control of the walking truck. Uh, but if... If you're going to use that sort of control scheme, you got to make a robot person. Just make a really tall robot person. Don't don't have the driver pretend that they're a horse walking on all fours. I agree. I think that the one-to-one scheme is is fantastic and they could actually probably do something very similar in concept today, but they would have to make it bigger so that it accommodates more people. Otherwise, just you know, use people and their actual people legs because we seem to get it over top of rocks pretty well. Yeah. You know, I think I think we can kind of draw a taxonomy from the walking truck. If we think of this as the ancestor of Big Dog and Spot, but also for the giant lands tanks in the Star Wars movies, I, th- I think what happened is a-, a branch of this evolutionary tree got smaller and a branch of it got bigger. And this was just this in-between awkward size that, that didn't work out. I love the fact that reality and sci-fi meld so well together. <laughs> Sometimes we 
take ideas that were developed in sci-fi and we turn them into reality. And sometimes we take ideas that are based in reality, but maybe didn't work and we turn it into sci-fi. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I think it grows out of the fact that both science fiction writers and engineers are nerds. Uh, so they're basically, uh, feeding off of and inspiring each other. Uh, science fiction writers are writing about the technology of the day and where they think it'll go. And then engineers grew up reading that or watching it on TV or movies and try and make it real life. Well, that may be, but if that's going to be the case, then to all the engineers out there, I'd really like to see my flying cars from the Jetsons and teleportation from Star Trek. That'd be fantastic. I, I, I don't ask for much, just two things. I love the teleportation idea, and I'll save this for another episode, but I got a thing against flying cars. I don't think they're going to work. I'm still holding out hope, man. <laughs> what if instead of a flying car, a flying walking truck? That defeats the purpose of having it be a walking truck. Oh, it can also fly. So it's got legs and wings. So he just jumps into the air with the four legs. I guess what I'm kind of imagining is a robotic griffin where like it's got the, it's got all of the legs, but it's also got a, a big set of wings. So it, it can fly places, but it can also walk anywhere it needs to. Yeah. I think you're onto something there. I think that would be a great idea. Yeah. A, a, a robotic griffin. Think about the troop exfiltration that you could do with that. Injured, not anymore, off the battlefield five there seconds later. I mean, add a weapon to the front of it, and now it's a robot dragon. <laughs> and really, isn't that the ultimate goal in life, to have a robot dragon on your side during war? I mean, I think so. Uh, we've talked about how technology often gets inspired by science fiction, but where's the technology inspired by myths? <laughs> so tell me, does this get points for trying? I think it does. I think this idea uh, lives on in some smaller iterations. Uh, I don't think we're ever going to see a Jeep walking down the street, but I think uh, this concept has inspired some work by Boston Dynamics, and I think, I, think it, I think it works, yeah. I think it does as well. I think it, it really gets points because they were trying to come up with something so unique so different from what they had seen. It wasn't just an improvement on something that already existed. This was a completely different innovation. And I think for that reason alone, regardless of how spectacularly it failed because people got tired after 15 minutes, I think that is why it gets points for trying. Yeah, I, I hate to say that inventions are before their time or ahead of their time because you know, engineers work with the limitations of, of whatever technology they live in. But this idea really benefited from 80 years of increases in robotics and computers. Because uh, this idea should always have been a robot. Maybe they were hoping that the technology would catch up. Like they put this out there. Yeah. They put the thought process out there. And then future engineers could invent the technology that would catch up to what their thought processes were. Mm -hmm. 
I think one benefit of hindsight is that Boston Dynamics figured out the best use of legs. And it's not necessarily outdoor terrain, but it's going up and down stairs. The, the best thing Spot can do is navigate inside of buildings and go up and down stairways. I'll give you that. But I was going to say Boston Dynamics did not figure out the best use of legs. I feel like Dolly Parton or, you know, someone in Cabaret, they figured out the best use of legs. Fair enough. <laughs> Maybe Boston Dynamics figured out the best use of robotic legs. Well, Boston Dynamics figured out the best use of legs if you don't have legs for days. <laughs> legs for days, <laughs> son.